0: everybody and welcome to another episode of Two Bearded Losers. I am Eric from A-Internet. Eric here, and as always, I'm here with my favorite alien queen, my buddy Friends. <laughs> you ready for tonight, Friends? I know, you, I know you've been, been ready for a while, for yeah. at least our second.
1: Ready as I ever be. I ever will be, yeah. And
0: uh, ever since we started this two, I guess you say two-movie chat idea that you, that you came up with, uh, this is the first time that we we're having a repeat. On the show, and I'm very excited. We're back with Lance Henriksen Knight. Uh Last time we did a uh, was Alien versus Predator and <laughs> and Piranha 2, um, but tonight we are doing my choice of Alien 3. And um, I don't know why I decided to do that. I I think it's just because I've been watching the Alien movies, and um, you didn't want to talk about Alien and Aliens. So, and then we'll get to your choice after this discussion, which was. Pretty much at least a year in the making. Um, but um first off, we're both I would guess you'd say we're both David Fincher fans, correct?
1: I am. I think I think everyone is. Like if you like movies, you're a David Fincher fan. You know what I mean? Like I've I've never met one personally that doesn't like him. Have you? No. And um what I what I really love is I think this <laughs> it's sad to
0: say that this is his first movie. And this is the movie that like, he's, he doesn't want any association with because of all the, uh, the, uh, the, I guess you'd say, the bullshit that he had to deal with with the 20th Century Fox and, and all this and that. Um, but Alien 3, I've only watched the theatrical version. I've seen as numerous, numerous. It's probably the Alien movie I've seen the most, to be honest, growing up. Um, and you said this was going to be your first time watching in decades, maybe?
1: No, like, it's been like 10 years. Okay. At least a decade.
0: Now, first off, I want to say is let's we'll cut to the chase because everyone brings this up. I don't hate it. Do you hate the fact that it's pretty much Ripley on her own again without Hicks and and Newt and the Bishop android?
1: No, I love this movie. I've, lo- okay. I've loved it since it came out, and uh, you know I don't have to. I don't have to preface by I saw this in the theater, mm-hmm. and uh like. It's kinda of surprising to me. I have friends in real life and people, acquaintances that have mm-hmm. never seen this movie or are just getting around to watching. I'm like, you don't like movies then. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm so surprised. Like I I'll have conversations about alien movies, which I don't usually wanna have because
0: mm-hmm. right. it was
1: about ten years ago when I was like, Whoop, done with all these movies Especially it was it was the Ridley Scott, his just bombardment the, of ridiculous pretentious crap. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I, the first the the first initial punch in the face was Alien Four, and then I was like ah you know going back and forth with that for years, like mm-hmm. it's not that bad, and right. then Ridley Scott, who's this insane person making these crazy ass <laughs> movies that have nothing to do with with uh with with aliens, but you know people tell you they have everything to do with aliens. So long story short, I love this movie and I have some surprising insights to share with you tonight so little okay. little surprises for you whenever we get to it okay but well, i did want to um, say yeah, two things mm-hmm. is this coincidence that you're talking about the most hated movie in the in the in another franchise for the most part alien 3 is the the bastard and over resurrection oh yeah definitely most really? people yeah I know that. more people have an opinion about resurrection because mo- mo- most more people i've come in contact with haven't seen alien 3 and of course they're going to be on david fincher's side in that mm-hmm. you know it's the worst thing ever he doesn't want anything to do with it mm-hmm. um no i don't know maybe it seems like more white trash i guess i talk to more white trash people than you do and here in mississippi and of <laughs> course they're going to gravitate towards loving alien 4 right um because it's the most white trash thing ever made by some <laughs> another made by another insane person french guy and um no. well,
0: rob Zombie might have an issue with that but that's for another time oh right right, right. <laughs> anyways coincidence about me discussing alien 3
1: yeah why are we talking about alien 3 why are we talking about this one
0: well i interrupted you i said you asked if it was a coincidence that i picked Alien 3, was that like your, was that your question Was it coincidence I picked the most hated one in the franchise or? Yeah. Oh, well, honestly, because it's not because it's the most hated one in the franchise is why I picked it. I picked it because, like I said, I've, I've been going through the, the, the Blu-rays and um, Nightwatch is in the chat. He, he's right, like Fincher doesn't even want anything to do with it now. He wouldn't even do a commentary or participate or do an introduction in Blu-rays, <laughs> which, which whatever. But it was that, and also, like like you said, you know, everyone always talks about Alien and how much they love Alien. Everyone always talks about and, you know, how much they love Aliens. You never hear talk about Alien 3. So whether they are closeted lovers of Alien 3, me and you guys who say we love Alien 3 and we have no shame about it, or people that fucking hate it, no one talks about it. And I think it deserves to be talked about because I really fucking love this movie. That's I good. think it's so good in so many ways. Totally agree. I personally, I personally don't give a shit that Hicks is dead, that, that Nude is dead. I loved their characters, but they don't fit in the story. So I'm okay that they were taken completely out. Um, I do like that we get the, the scene with the reanimated Bishop android kind of because I did a little bit of air quotes research which is just clicking on imdb and i guess that was like a real animatronic it wasn't lance henrickson like sticking his head through like the garbage dump
1: yeah and it looked really fucking good yeah you know it's what i mean it's the same mold from aliens they is use, it really they use the same yeah the same special effect mold
0: yeah so good and i love it because once again ripley's alone because she now she has this i guess you'd say team or group of people but she's still alone the only person that's on her side is charles dance and he's taken out within half hour yeah you know they get a little bit you know they they fuck and then he's killed like right away and um so now she's stuck with you know a the group that tried to rape her in the garbage dome b the company man you know 85 who I, i fucking love um and uh, and then Charles Dutton, who would scare anybody if you just say hello to him, you know what I mean? <laughs> so she's got no one that she can really trust. And I think that brings it out in her performance as Ripley. She truly is, once again, all alone, dealing not just with, I guess you would say, I think they call it the beast. Yeah, that's what 85 calls it. So they're dealing with the beast in the alien, but she's also dealing with all these human beasts that you never know, because they're all fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah. You never even even Charles Dutton, and I think I don't remember what his name is, but um, I'll just call him Rock. You know, because he was on that that TV show Rock. But um, even he is crazy as shit. He's just the more, I guess you say, grounded of all the, the the prisoners. And I I just love that concept. How now she can't trust anybody.
1: Yeah, I think the original. The Dan O'Bannon script was called Space Beast, I think, Mm -hmm. and they changed it to Alien. So I think that's what the whole—that's a reference to it. But um, we'll talk about it later. In that when we get around to the things I don't like, um, I think what you're talking about, how the convicts are crazy—they're to me—they're not that crazy. There's one that's crazy, um, that's legitimately crazy, and it this could have been. This is one of the many things that could have been we wouldn't be have that that could have been great unfortunate this could have been Mm -hmm. a classic but we wouldn't be having this we would be having this conversation but Mm -hmm. it would be different we'd be talking about this classic alien movie instead of this one no one talks about but maybe
0: maybe crazy is the wrong term for everyone else but oh yeah dangerous yeah they're they're dangerous
1: it's it's very it has it, it echoes from the first two the first one is they're not like they're not all dangerous but i mean She's stuck in the first one with a group of just like truckers, space truckers that are like white trash. And the second one she stuck with space marines. Mm-hmm. Who are like gung ho asshole avatar people. And then and this one she's stuck with convicts that have done horrible mm-hmm. things. But uh I've always liked the concept, you know, uh, of this one being no guns, you know, there's mm-hmm. no weapons or anything like that. A lot of people hate that because they're so, uh, you know, you associate Alien, the franchise, with lots of guns and yep. explosions and things. And that this all ties into David Fincher and um, he never had a chance with this movie. So I right. we don't really need a commentary track from him. If you've ever seen, like, the behind-the-scenes footage where he's just, like, flipping off the camera and every shot, oh, of, that, no. every shot of him is just, like, <laughs> devastation <laughs> because he was uh-huh. brought into this movie, you know they didn't have a script like when people there's all, there's hundreds of videos on on youtube the mystery okay. of alien 3 what went wrong mm-hmm. they didn't have a fucking script okay that's all you have to say like the the studio green lit the movie and gave it a release date before they even knew what it was going to be about because they wanted oh, really? to make money that's it so he couldn't but the fact that this is his first film i know he has a lot of he, had, he did a lot of music videos and he worked for george oh. lucas and stuff so he has a he has some filmmaking experience, but the fact that this is his first movie, and they just like brought him in and said we have nothing but a set, mm-hmm. we built a mm-hmm. set for another script that we're not using. Can you help us? And he turned out this miracle. It's it, it's literally a miracle. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like, this is not as bad as people think, right? Um, or the reputation that it has. It's unfortunate, but like like I was saying, we don't need a commentary track from. We it's just like mm-hmm. it's just very simple stuff. He like he was fucked right out the gate like horror what
0: i was saying because it it was it was night watch who brought up and and thanks night uh charles dutton his name was dylan i was gonna say dallas but that was tom scarrett um he he disliked it so much because in this blu-ray set there is a special introduction by every director ridley (laughs) scott does an introduction james cameron does an introduction the french guy who made part four i'm assuming he does an introduction Uh because i haven't watched it yet no introduction at all. Not even like a Fox Studio executive. executive not even Sigourney Weaver. Nobody introduces Alien
1: Three, of course
0: which so. I, I I kind of think is funny. But you kind of hit two things right on the head that I really love. And um, there's no if you're new to listening or watching this show, we have no format. You know, it's basically we're pulling all these this, these discussions are being pulled out of our asses. But you hit two things that I had written down. The no gun thing, which I love. Apparently, like Sigourney, we were like anti-gun, like in real life, and she wanted that put into the script. And again, I love that idea, like you, because now they have to be, they have to be smart with how to how to flesh this, you know, how to flush this creature out and kill it, because they're like, what do we have here? Oh yeah, th- we have this, but it don't fucking work. We don't have this, it don't fucking work. And then Morse, Morse is my favorite out of all the crazies. You know, he's the only one that survives. Until you know, he's probably killed after the credits. Yeah. But he's like, We don't have this, we don't have no no cable TV, no, no fucking ice cream, all we got here is shit. You know, and that's great because now there's no way they're gonna get close to that that uh alien to stab it. You know? So so Weaver thinks, Well, the only thing it's afraid of is fire, you know, deal because of the other two. So now they just have to figure out a way to try to burn this thing to death or you know, eventually they use the The lead the molten lead but that's what I like because you can just pick up a gun and blow the creature away because it's just one alien so it would be easy to do but they can't because what they have they don't have anything and what they do have doesn't work especially when they're doing that uh, little game of cat and mouse because when they're running like some of the doors don't even fucking work which is great of course so I love like what you said like there is no you know automatic weapons very creative and it was just something Sigourney wanted to be put in the movie and you also said even though that this was made for like a different film initially the sets in this are so awesome incredible so massive so you feel so alone watching like these guys just walking down the corridor like even when it's the three guys that are like you know setting up the candles you know to light these corridors like you you feel so alone with them because it's massive and you get that just by watching just by looking at you know the scale of everything compared to these actors and whoever designed this for whatever fucking movie it was before it became alien 3 you know deserves praise because it is
1: amazing the way that this film yeah works. it was first it was still for alien 3 but it was just a different it was a completely different concept Okay. That's why they brought in David Fincher because they scrapped the other director, and it was going to be some insane thing about a, a planet made of wood, and uh, it's like a wooden planet, like a like a Death Star made of wood that monks live on.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, Jesus, Christ. are you serious? Yeah, that's what it was going to be. So they scrapped that, and they're like, "We got this set, David. Do something. Just figure it out." <laughs>
0: That poor bastard. Like, I read, I was reading some of it, but it's, like, paragraph after paragraph, and just, like, IMDb. And I'm, like, I don't have time or the patience to read all that shit. But even Sigourney Weaver, like, still to this day, she, like you said, she, you know, David was thrown to the wolves, and she says he did what he could with what he was given, which was basically nothing.
1: Yeah, and I'll just I'll just go ahead and spill the beans right now. I watched, um, watched this a couple of weeks ago. I watched the theater cut. Because I've like like to me this this series is dead to me. I mean, really, it is like the the alien thing. But mm-hmm. trying to be positive about it, I always like this one because if you have to have a trilogy, you know, you have to keep bringing the same people back. At least they they ended it in a very interesting way. I think. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being in the theater and how horrible the special effects were and how half the movie yeah. is just a retarded chase through tunnels for no reason twice oh, they I do the it movie. they do it twice and it's 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 not like bad writing it's like they didn't have a story like mm-hmm. they didn't have anything so they have an hour of them running in a circle and even through all of that and then we'll get to the real ending like the literal ending okay when i saw that i forgave how bad a lot of the movie was because mm-hmm. there's to me, even though half of it is just a chase, it mm-hmm. has a it has a killer ending. The actors are incredible, like really. These are like Shakespearean level. Um, mm-hmm. These actors are the best of the whole series. It's got some of the best kills of the entire series. The cinematography, yep. the set design, the direction, everything's incredible in this movie. But when I saw that, I was a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. Then I saw it a couple more yeah. times older and i'm so jaded with how horrible these sequel things are now (laughs) seeing it as an adult i've gone back i watched the theater cut last week and i was like you know what this is this is kind of shitty like the 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 editing and the music the 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 sound is so bad and yeah
0: that's a excuse i don't know if it's it's because you know we how new tvs are now you have to watch a fucking movie with the remote in your hand because you got to control the The volume in between the music and the dialogue. But I didn't know if that was because of the TV or because it was actually like that for the movie. Because a lot of these cues, these music cues, just come out of nowhere and they're blaring. It's kind of like that remake of 13 Ghosts with uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Great fucking movie. The problem is the the way they do the sound is just so jarring and over the top and loud. Yes. It makes it hard to fucking watch.
1: Well, this is not
0: I didn't really get it too much with this one, but I I know what you're talking about because when the music cues are just boom out of nowhere.
1: It's not even I'm not that's probably true like about the about the Alien 3 music cues and things. I'm talking about the mix in that not that the the cues and things like that. It's just bad and I I'm listening okay. through a stereo, so it, okay and by bad i mean like obviously rushed and they dropped the ball on this right and i never noticed that when i was younger it's not the stare or anything it's just it's just not done well so long story short i was like you know what i'm gonna do it i don't usually watch okay. director cut things um, okay especially like when the director disowns something if uh uh-huh. if it's like yeah, this he is-
0: he won't even call it the director's cut he hates it so much he, he says you can call it an assembly cut
1: right usually i just i'm not interested in director's cuts or extended cuts mm-hmm. or anything like that this time i went back and watched it the assembly cut um with 30 more minutes of footage absolutely mm-hmm. blows this piece of shit theatrical cut out of the fucking water and i've wow i i did i've never watched it before i never cared i got the blu-ray mm-hmm. copy of it it's they went okay. back and they matched the deleted scenes uh, with color timing, so it would fit perfectly seamlessly in the film. They remixed mm-hmm. the entire, all the audio problems mm-hmm. that I had not there anymore. And oh, wow, I've heard people talking about this. I think everyone that I've heard, they're just totally wrong. the The assembly cut is super elegant. The sound, the like, your people are like, well, you know the they added 30 minutes but it was already bad to begin with and i was and i honestly think that you just need to give it another chance or if you haven't seen it i highly recommend this because that 30 oh minutes of footage that they sprinkle in there gives all of these characters more time to develop it shows It look here's the here's the bigger point sure most people are going to say you put 30 more minutes in a shitty movie you got a longer shitty movie okay and that's usually true yeah. right
0: sometimes I, I like the director's cut of aliens yeah you know, okay.
1: sure but the difference is with alien 3 i think with a normal movie like you don't you have some kind of coherent second and third act right, right. you have something built you building to something that's going to happen this movie doesn't mm-hmm. have that doesn't matter which cut you watch assembly cut the re- the theatrical version the second half is just retarded cave chasing right they couldn't even save that. This has nothing to do with that. This 30 minutes is the, really the the opening and the okay. the setup to everything. So in my okay. opinion, I'd rather have more time to hang out with these people and the environment. Okay. And it just, it makes up for how horrible the nonsense is after that. Does that make sense? Like It does. It does because, well, first off, Knight's, Knight's in the chat and he says the
0: assembly cuts the way to go. He says... Uh, it fleshes out the story a bit more, and the thing is, I wasn't really interested in it. I mean, I'm going to watch it eventually because I'll, I'll eventually on my channel be discussing the whole franchise, and I'm gonna, I liked sometimes like I did it before with the Rocky Five cut. I, mm-hmm. There's an assembly cut of Rocky Five, and you know I have a video comparing that oh. to the, the theatrical version, and I plan on doing this for Alien Three, but um, I'm very interested in this because I know it's not a dog. In the assembly cut, I think they say it's an ox. Yep. And I'm really interested in what you're saying. Like, we get to know these characters more because another thing I wanted to talk
1: about. It's a totally different fucking movie. It really is. It's a totally... It's not like you get a little bit more. All of this time, 30 minutes is so much time in a movie. People make it it out to be, like, not a big deal. Like, they just tacked on some shit. It's not. Uh It gives all of the characters room to breathe. It, it it you get to hang out in these incredible sets and it the thing is it's way more elegant mm-hmm. okay like okay. the d- directors i just have to get this out because i know you're trying to say something no that's right but the theatrical cut which i watched first is so white trash the editing it's they're trying to they they cut it so fast because people mm-hmm. are stupid they have short attention spans and they're just stuffing mm-hmm. fucking popcorn in their mouth and i mm-hmm. i totally get that sometimes that's appropriate That's the wrong Mm -hmm. call for this movie. This is not one of those movies because those people, the studio was cutting it. Let's get to the action. Let's get to the chase scene at the end. I don't want to get to that. I don't, I want to spend as much time avoiding that as possible. So they thought this is the equivalent. Imagine if the theatrical cut of alien three is Imagine the Phantom Menace, star Wars. If the pod race scene was an hour long, (laughs) Okay? That's what the, okay. that's what it is. Okay? Now it's still an hour long in uh in both versions, but uh-huh. that first half before you get to the pod race is actually good. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say that cuz I'm now I'm very interested because you said, you know, like Knight said and you said it, it fleshes it out more and we get to know these characters. Mm. When I was younger, when I I mean, like I said this was the first time I as an adult, you know, You know me, I always look for the fun factor. You know, that's like an ongoing thing with with, with me and you. But I do, like I said, I have a rule when I'm watching something for this show. I watch it not, I mean, I don't want to say with a critical eye, because who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? But, you know, the phone is down. I'm watching the thing. I'm paying more attention to it. Yes. And this is the first time, not just since I've started the show with you, um, the first time I've seen Alien 3 in a long time. And as a kid... I never really had a favorite character because not to sound bad, I couldn't tell the difference between any of them except for, for Charles (laughs) Dutton, and that was only because he was black.
1: You know what I mean? Well, he's not
0: British. Right. But watching it this time, I loved three specific characters because the rest are just fodder. You know, even, even poor old Pete Postlewaite, you know, he's in there for like 20 minutes. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love him in like Dragonheart. And stuff like that. You know who Pete, Pete Postlethwaite is? Yeah. So he's he's cool, but there are. Th- I couldn't tell them all. I couldn't tell them apart because they're all white. They're all shaved heads. One has a tear tattoo, so I know who the fuck he is. Yeah. But as an adult, I'm able to figure out who's who because I'm paying attention more. You know. And, you know. We, first off, well, let's go ahead and talk about 85. Aaron. You know, company man. Yeah. Who is he? Well, he's the one who wears the hat. You know, that's how I knew who he was when I was a kid. Whoever this actor is. I love him because a like you said everyone in this film is a fantastic actor. He is like he's like you know he's a company man. He's a chicken shit. Like I love when when uh Waylon Utani shows up and then like you know where's Ripley and he's like shuddering like she's in there with the beast. And then his hero his hero moment at the end which cost him his life is great. Yeah. So you and then again he's also you know he He's, he's a wimp because he's also picked on by every single one of these convicts because they found out his IQ is 85. So they call him 85. They'll call him 85 in front of the fucking boss. And he, like, he says, hey, quick, call me that fucking name. I fucking hate it. You know what I mean? And he shows it through his performance. He is a company man that I guess you can kind of feel sympathy and get behind, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely love him. Next, we're going to save Dylan for last, because you, you talked about Shakespeare. We're going to save Dylan for last. Next is Morse. We ain't got no fucking ice cream guy. He is, you can tell, other than the guy that was literally put in a straitjacket because he was crazy, you know, when he, when uh, yeah. his friends were murdered in front of him. Um, Morse is my favorite fucking character when it comes to the crazies. Yeah, Because you know this man would cut your throat in your sleep if he he found out that, you know, you had a dollar and he needed like 25 cents, you know what I mean? But he's also charismatic. He's funny. Cause I laugh out loud every time he says, we ain't got no fucking ice cream. And again, he's also likable because he's the only one left alive. You know, like literally he's the only one left alive <laughs> as this movie ends. Yeah. And he's the one that's in charge of moving around that platform, I guess you would say mm-hmm. to, uh, dump the lead and everything so he's the one that almost technically kills the alien he's the one that sets up what they were planning to do so he's got that hero moment then you know the lead comes down the alien of course fucking survives and he's the one that tells ripley he said it's hot as fuck douse the fucker get the sprinklers i just love the way he says douse the fucker this guy i looked him up he is a stage actor Because you meant, you know, Shakespeare, you meant to Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. I think he's done some Shakespeare. And then, of course, you know, when he's celebrating everything and then he gets shot in the fucking leg by the company, he still does what he has to do. He knows what Ripley's going to do. So he unwillingly, it seems, you know, helps her do her, you know, self-sacrifice, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's such a good character. Such a fantastic performance out of this no name. Hate to say it because I don't. I'm just saying it because I don't know who he is. No name looks like everyone else in this fucking group of, you know, bald headed white dudes. He sticks up because he's so memorable for so many good reasons. And I fucking love him.
1: Yeah. And that's how you know a good actor. All everyone in this because they're like chameleons. Like you forget mm-hmm. that I'm not even with like Sigourney Weaver and, um, charles dance like their little yeah. love thing they're so mm-hmm. they're trying so hard and they're so good that it's kind of disturbing to me like why are you trying so hard for this, oh, the relationship for no just their acting like it's just the stupid oh. alien movie and then you're like you really know sigourney weaver's good because in alien 4 resurrection like i was saying they're chameleons she just she just morphs in it, she's not ripple anymore it doesn't matter if she's a clone she's just this right. white trash badass she just morphs into that character so well because she's like you know i'm, a second, a I'm getting yeah. a paycheck for this this is what the director wants this is what you get right mm-hmm. I, there's just something so impressive about that like all yeah. these people in this movie are just you you actually believe they're prisoners on this weird prison plane. Mm-hmm. what's that you got another
0: one yeah we get we got to Char- talk about charles dutton mm-hmm. because i only know him obviously from rock you know the tv show rock i don't know if you ever watched that where he was like the garbage man
1: no i never and, watched uh,
0: it. i don't remember anything about it i think the only reason we watched it at home it was like it was like the pre-king of the hill for me it was like it's what was on after the simpsons but before married with children it's spelled roc mm-hmm. but um i don't know him from that and then he did a movie with johnny depp called nick of time if you ever saw that yes yeah, so he he's the guy that helps uh, John uh, Johnny Depp try to get his daughter they back. Can't
1: have his daughter in the mall.
0: yeah, Christopher Walken and um he's so good at this because, like you said, stage acting, Shakespeare, everything this dude says is a fucking soliloquy. and you buy it, like whether he's just basically saying you know when you know he stops the rape attempt. he's saying, you know, I gotta you know educate some of the brothers that's he says it in like such a classical fearful way i love when he gives that i love that that pump-up speech he gives you know you know he says you know i say fuck it i'm tired of running let's fight it you know what i mean yes that's a great that is that right there is shakespeare you know shakespeare in a fucking alien movie i don't care what anyone said
1: well he honestly think he has not just the best death in this movie like uh but it's one of my favorites of all time like even the years when i really didn't like this franchise and i'm trying not to think about alien i still think about right. his death it's hilarious and tragic but it's mostly hilarious to me like it's so epic
0: well i love it because such you know a me, badass love, you know me i love my cliches and yeah. this is perfect cliches you know he's going the thing is you know we find out ripley has an alien inside her and it's a queen and um spoiler alert yeah 1991 sorry or 92 whenever this fucking came out but um, like like you said, you're you're listening to a fucking podcast talking about Alien Three. Whoopie fucking do. Too bad. Mm-hmm. But there's this thing where she he finds out that she's impregnated, and he says, "I will kill you, you know, quick, easily, and painless after we kill this, because we're going to use you as bait." Yeah. So you have that cliche, okay? You have the cliche when they're getting the 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 alien down that little thin you know runway. it's just the two of them on one end and then the alien on the other and um ripley's climbing up and she's saying dylan come with me he's like no so you have that cliche then the best part of this fucking movie involving dylan is because i'll do it on camera what do you have you have the smoke you have the steam you have the colors you know me i'm a color guy so you know you know you got it looks awesome because you have like the orange and the brown and like the light behind rock. You got his dark skin, so you got the contrast. It already looks badass. And then what does he do? He does that hero moment where he he's about ready to fight the thing, and he literally just does a cliche where he just fucking takes off his glasses. You know what I mean? Like he's ready to fucking go. Yep. And then you have the alien running down. And he's grabbing that thing and he's holding it down. And he's, you know, he's you know yelling, "You want to fuck with me? You know, kiss my ass." You know, the the usual stuff.
1: Yeah, he's like the line that, that my favorite is like, "Is that as hard as you can bite?" I will never. Yeah. I remember like that's it's never left my mind. Yeah, you can't and, bite okay, harder sir. than that, motherfucker. He's like cursing at him, and you exactly. know he's dying, but they don't show it. You hear it, right. and it's awful. And,
0: again, I'm a sound guy too. You know, you just hear his his. his His screams in between the fighting. So he has his hero moment, and it's fucking awesome. And he's saying, as he, you know he's getting ripped to shreds. Because we've already seen earlier that this alien will eat its victims. Because we've seen that, like it was eating one of the prisoners. So who knows what the fuck this thing is doing to Dylan. But as a true champ, he is there holding that thing down while the lead is being poured on the alien and him. It is literally like an epic hero moment and epic hero death out of like anything i can think of like recently that i've seen and he sells it and that's the thing is like he is he's super i don't know if it it sounds right but when i say he's super low-key in his performance but he's also kind of over the top with his like shakespeare stuff
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's like this perfect blend And he is so (laughs) amazing. The guy from Rock is so amazing in the third Alien movie. You know what I mean? Like there's your tagline. Yeah. It it really is a fantastic performance. And he is so good in that. And I wish he would pop up. Oh, oh, he's also in Rudy. I never saw Rudy, but- um, No way. Well, I, I think, you know what? Rachel watched it, I think. And I think I got bored and left the room. Come on. You never watched Rudy? Rachel, what did you say? You got to come over here. We can't really hear you.
1: Uh, I saw it in the theater when it first came out with her dad. She said she saw it in the theater when it first came out with her dad. <laughs>
0: That's adorable. That was Rudy Sean Aston or was Rudy uh, Corey Hain. Sean Astin. Okay. Potato, potato. I just remember all I really know of, of, of Charles Dutton from Rudy is like there's that gif or that little scene where he just kind of pumps his fist when Rudy gets his moment, but and then you really
1: you should really watch it again or try to it's it's such a great movie we're Mm -hmm. talking about we're always talking about inspirational hero movies come on look you were listing out your favorite characters and i was looking at the the cast list and i i sort of got i i don't know how i missed this because i was just watching the the uh director's cut thing with all the special Mm -hmm. features and stuff yeah and i did they didn't say this I'm looking at it right here. You know, Junior, the 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 one with the fucking um, A teardrop. Teardrop. I knew okay. he looked familiar. That is Holt McCalady. I don't know how to say his name. Holt McCalady. He's the Indian from Creepshow Two. The, the 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 psycho with the long hair who kills. Oh shit! That, Are you serious? That guy. Yeah, because he's the he's the star of um that david fincher tv show on netflix called uh mindhunter i've seen pictures of him from mindhunter oh, wow you never seen mindhunter no oh it's fantastic and he's he's well he's old now and he's really beefy that's yeah. him i can't believe it
0: wow wait a minute so not to detract was he was he brown faced in in creepshow 2 yes. did they Yeah. Okay. He's,
1: well i mean He's,
0: well you know he, what I mean he he rides, he's not like you know fucking Fisher Stevens in, in Short Circuit but.
1: no no he rides the line because in that movie he's so young and hot and like tan and just fit he's okay. got a six-pack he's got this super black hair it, he's it, not Native it, American no he's not Native American but they didn't okay. have to try they didn't have to like paint right. him brown
0: okay um wow because he's you know like I said you know it's it's Charles Dutton's the only the only black guy in this wow well, that's really really weird because it's he's just you know he's got a you know regular Caucasian skin tone, but then when you watch Creepshow two, he looks like a Native American.
1: Oh yeah, and he's such a psycho in that one. It says oh, yeah. Mine Hunter came out in two thousand seventeen. Okay, I watched that as soon as it came on, and that's mm-hmm. when I looked it up the first time. I was like, who is this guy? Right? And when it, that that epiphany or whatever when I connected it the first time, I'll never forget mm-hmm. that. I was like, I cannot that cannot be that little skinny psycho guy. Wow, um, that
0: that's that, that's an amazing little nugget that I'm glad you found. I never would have thought of like looking him up. Um, real quick, I want to say you know hi to uh, Logan Massacre has shown up. He says uh, this movie is terrible and Alien for better. <laughs> Bronco Juggalo here. <laughs> hey, what's up, Brad? Uh, Patrick from Hey Cheetah or Have Cheetah Will View. He is excited about Stone Cold. We're going to be talking about that soon. And yes, Patrick, it is the bosses, Stone
1: Cold. Um. <laughs> Alien Four is absolutely terrible. It's almost unwatchable. That's insane. Is it really? Yeah, it's fucking unwatchable. It, this all, is I like... remember,
0: all I remember, is the basketball scene. There's a dude in a wheelchair. The villain from the Crow is like a space pirate, and a Brad Dorf's a scientist, and then That's like awesome. a white alien human hybrid gets sucked out of like an air hole yeah. you know, in the in like the the hull of the ship. I don't remember much oh I know uh, what's his book? What's his name uh, the guy who looks like a monkey. The beast, uh Ron Perlman is 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 in it too.
1: Yeah, he's all and I love Ron Perlman. He is awful in that. It's Jason X meets Leprechaun in space. But <laughs> but minus all of the charm, if those even had oh, it to begin wow. with. Wow.
0: Um I don't know what else we wanna talk we're gonna talk about. I do wanna say, like you said that the chase scene went on and on forever. I thought I really liked the final chase scene. I thought it was I intense because we got the alien point of view. And I loved that idea. Yeah. Seeing the alien crawl on the walls and all over the ceiling and stuff like that. I thought it worked. I loved, you know, there are times, you know, when the doors wouldn't work, when they just briefly made it. There was that one guy who made it through, but he got caught, like, in the middle of the door and sliced and you see his, like, legs flop out and the blood just go everywhere. I didn't realize, I didn't remember how gory this movie was. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: That killed Not amazing. just
0: the like not just the guy who falls in like the 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 wind fan or whatever you want to call it. I forgot how the autopsy scene, you know, when the guy's cut in half, all all this stuff is really fucking gory, and I totally forgot that. But again, I loved that whole chase scene because I thought it was fun. Even though like everyone's gonna bring it up, the, the special effects for the alien are dog shit. Like especially well, on this Blu-ray, there's a couple times when the alien is actually fucking green. We have
1: you know to what what be mean? we have to be more specific here because the you're talking about the chase scene and the alien. Okay, before we get to the alien, the okay. the chase scene is one of the many things where it was it should have been one set piece for the film. Hmm. Okay, maybe the final action scene, maybe five minutes, no longer than that. It's literally there's two of them. And it goes; it's the se- whole second half of the movie because they didn't have a movie, they didn't have mm-hmm. anything for them to do, and that's just. I, I there's a lot of cool things about it, but he should have known. I mean, there's nothing he could do. But now, in regards with the alien, the regular alien man in a suit stuff that they've been doing, mm-hmm. they did with the first was, two, uh, looks yes. fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's it's that it's the running alien puppet stuff that. Yeah, I can't believe it, I've said this a thousand times I can't believe it made it into the movie
0: Well, and like I said, there were two times two specific times when the aliens, there's one where the alien's on the ceiling and someone throws like a flare at it and the fucker's green and I thought maybe it had to do with like, let's say the lighting in the room, but no because there is another scene where we're looking down like the, the runway where they want that, that little press, you know, that's, that's closing everything yeah. and it just runs from, you know like Scooby-Doo, you know, running from one door to another and it's fucking green So I can't defend that no matter how much I love this movie. But we got to talk about two more things before we get to uh, your movie. First off, we'll we'll save the man of the hour for the end. So let's talk about Ripley's death. Let's just pretend
1: pretend this this, was the end. This is another Lance Anderson movie that he's not really in. Like, Isn't it ironic the only one that we've talked about that is a real Lance Anderson movie is uh, Piranha 2? cuz that's yeah, that, well, that's like yeah, his movie. Yeah, cuz he's hardly in
0: Alien versus Predator. Yeah, Maybe yeah. 20 minutes out of 90 isn't isn't a Lance Hendrickson movie. Yeah. But um Ripley's death. If there were yeah, if there was no Alien Resurrection and all we got were the prequels. Would you be happy with how this movie ended?
1: No, I've always I've always been happy with how this movie ends. Okay. That has nothing to do with the with the uh, the prequels or the sequels or any of that stuff, if you're gonna, but I'm just saying, like, if this was the end of anything moving forward, I'm not talking about like anything that happened sure, like, before. Sure, then... that's fine. Well, it could never be the end of everything moving forward because there's too much money to be made with this mm. this dick shaped alien xenomorph thing. But the it was turned by the second one, it was already too much, right? Like this, okay. it's turning into a Ben Stiller sketch making fun of Die Hard, like him stuck in the grocery store with the terrorists how many times is, can this keep happening to the same guy like <laughs> i'm you know what i mean like you can't just keep making the same movie over and over again with her getting in this situation no one knows about the and uh that they the way that they killed her off think it's fantastic I, i've always liked that and the, I, i've always loved it too i do like the um i've always thought it was goofy when it pops out right Mm-hmm. But the uh whatever the other cut's called, it doesn't Assembly it cut. doesn't pop out and it's just a little bit like everything else that they changed, it's a little more elegant. Okay. Uh, it, yeah, it there's no popping out in the original um, cut. So
0: I kinda like seeing
1: it pop out of her chest because we've
0: followed <laughs> her with it in her. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the movie. But
1: you know what, I wish it they would
0: have caught like there's I'm interested in seeing the assembly cut too, because I had like the comic book adaptation, like dark horse comics was big into like the alien universe and predator. And there's a lot of differences in this too. And it would have been cool. Like, like if the assembly cut doesn't have it, but like if, when she's falling down, the alien rips out of her chest and she's just holding it down. That's cool. But in the comic, she actually holds it down. She snaps its neck before she hits the, the lead. I think that would have been cool. But you know me. I like that stupid shit. You yeah. just fucking roll. your hey. head.
1: No, no, it's, it's cool. It's just, you know unlike unlike a lot of movies and especially bad movies we talk about i'm always going Mm -hmm. on and on about the things they could have fixed and unfortunate it's how unfortunate it is but this is like with this movie specifically you open Mm -hmm. up a can of worms with that kind of dialogue really it's like i'm not saying i don't want to do that it's impossible Mm -hmm. this this is a very specific situation that happened where if we start talking about the little things they could have changed it's just like oh, they, know. this could have never been a great movie it just had too many things going against it but there are you know some confusing things and some little things that could be tweaked or something i don't, I don't know it's like
0: i just i just brought it up because i like how ripley went out and i like the fact that it, we get to see it come out of her Instead of like you said in in the assembly cut, we don't. And then it, I literally just thought on the top of my head, like the comics, you know, she snapped its neck.
1: Yeah, I, you finally, know, I don't think there's a okay. difference between the snapping its neck or just popping out. Mm-hmm. I was just laughing, thinking about how the I just I was I wasn't laughing at the idea. I was just thinking about like the okay. the Steven Seagal sound that it would make. You know, when he breaks necks and he goes, yeah. you know, like would it yeah, have that? Like would it have that little crunchy breadstick sound? <laughs> the celery stalk, yeah, like. <laughs> It just flops over and then what does she do? She she smiles like she, just, Ripley. she, she falls she just she just like just chucks it to the side. Ripley's like that. <laughs> because the whole, well, the whole the whole the I think the, it would be the literal ending with mm-hmm. with Bishop showing up, the corporation. Yeah, let's, and, and talk, and, let's talk about Lance, Lance Hendricks This is uh I, I like the whole I don't see how anyone could not like this ending. Like specifically, because to me it's the it's the most bitchin' Um, like, bravest thing she could do. She's like, right. literally, how many movies have, this is like the equivalent of blowing up the credit card uh, buildings in Fight Club, you know, another David Fincher mm-hmm. thing. It's like, this is so punk rock or whatever. She's like, yeah, oh, fuck bad. it. They're You're not gonna... getting this thing. They're not getting a queen alien to go, like, make other ones. Um, So, l- let's talk about it because the whole ending, Lance Henriksen's not even in this movie. <laughs> but, no. I-, I want to talk about He's so good in this, and he—he, yes. he, it does—it's again like I was talking about earlier. Why are they trying so hard? Uh-huh. He brings it in this, and I, we got to talk about how good he is in the scene. And I want to talk about the Bishop Two thing. So let's all let's, you start. Okay,
0: well, we're again, you know, it's Lance Henriksen night. We might as well fucking talk about Lance Henriksen for the five minutes he's in the fucking movie. But you did say she she gives like the ultimate fuck you or whatever. And again, cliche. He he he's saying you know we want to. We want to take it. We, want, we were going to kill it. And she does that cliche. You just see the the, the fence just go, psh, closes in front of her, and she says, no. Badass moment. Now, again, Lance Hendrickson shows up. And he's got an awesome entry yes. to this movie with the the background and the music. And you, if on your second viewing, you know it's him by his fucking receding hairline. You could tell. Yeah. But when he shows up
1: first, They're hiding he's, him. he's
0: covered with... Yeah, and he's going
1: with a scarf over his face. He's got sunglasses.
0: So that is a really cool, for the first time you've seen it, and if it's not been spoiled, a really cool moment to see that Bishop, air quote, is back because that's who Ripley claims he is and believes he is. And he's got this really, he's so good. I've said it before, his voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about stone cold in a second and that, that laugh he does in stone cold is amazing.
1: his face is you know? so amazing
0: but he he's like he is like a perfect narrator i've said about burgess meredith before i said about richard dreyfus and stand by me lance Henriksen's voice is, is epic and the thing is he is such a manipulative little shit in this movie but the way he turns his head smiles at her he doesn't wink, but he he kind of like he uses his eyes on her to try to comfort her and be like, no, it's okay. I promise we're going to take it out. You know he's full of shit from beginning. A, because he works for the company. Yeah. You can see how if it wasn't Ripley in this situation, who's been fucked over already by Paul Reiser in part two, she knows not to not trust the company. If it wasn't Ripley... I'm sure someone else would have fallen for his bullshit because he's so good.
1: He's very convincing. And yes. And this, this whole ending thing, it still confuses me because I did not connect these dots and like mm-hmm. I, I'm ashamed of that until you told me um, that he's credited as, as Bishop too in the credits, which I, I, don't, I don't know how I never noticed that either. So this is very unusual for me to not have picked up on any of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I just watched it again. It's still confusing. like The way that David Fincher does it it's not, I, I'm going to say he obviously is an android, right? You think so? But I it's seen. not 100%. Right. Because when I
0: first brought it up, when we first decided we were going to do Lance Hendrickson month, and then we just decided we're just going to do Lance Hendrickson night, you know, every I don't know, six months or whatever, because mm-hmm. we still got a few more to go. Ugh. But I was convinced he was an android and I kind of, Someone convinced you during that brief, brief chat. Yeah. Like we weren't even talking about anything Lance Henriksen related. It was based on like a chat we had like on Facebook or something. But now, after watching it again and seeing the little thumbnail you posted for like tonight's stream, I don't know. Because the reason why at first I thought he was a bishop Android was A, Bishop 2. B, maybe well maybe. By the time Alien 3 came out, the technology for androids or whatever, you know, they don't have the milky blood. And then you have the special effect, you know, the prosthetic or whatever. His ear just looks fucked out of hell. You know what I mean? When when 85 hits him with that pipe. But now, after seeing that thumbnail that you posted, it looks like it could be realistic. Apparently, this is supposed to take place within a couple weeks after Aliens. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I'm sure the technology for droids are the same. I'm wondering if he really is the man that created Bishop with the red blood. But again, like you said, it's still so fucking confusing with how he's credited. You don't really know. And I kind of like that ambiguity to it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's like it, it doesn't really matter because on the surface, when you're watching, when the audience is watching the movie, it doesn't matter which Bishop he is because she just thinks he's full of shit. Mm -hmm. you know if if she does think that it's really the real bishop she doesn't know him and that doesn't mean anything if she doesn't think it is the real bishop that doesn't mean anything either he's just you see what i'm saying like so Mm -hmm. on the surface this is just nerd stuff it's kind of interesting because the david fincher's really smart the way he did it watching it super high def a couple times now the ear and the the motivation for why 65 hits him or 68 hits him with the pipe Eighty-five. Eighty-five. I think you're supposed to infer that he's on to him. He thinks he's uh-huh. a. Yeah. Well, he says you fucking an android when he when he wails off. Yeah, but how did? Where did he? Where did that come from? Because he's so convincing as a as a person. He he doesn't. That's what's so confusing about it. He doesn't give off any flags mm-hmm. that he's an android.
0: True, but maybe he trusts Ripley more. Maybe he believes Ripley's story. Maybe because he's not. He's not like dumb dumb. Yeah, but he's just like not
1: book smart. But Ripley doesn't. Well, I think
0: maybe Ripley I think doesn't say Bishop.
1: you're not Bishop, you're an android. She's just what like mean, no, do I don't trust you. Why would the dumb one think that? It, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: He believe, he believe he probably believes that Bishop too is an android because Ripley calls him out. He says you're you know an android Bishop, and he says no, I made the the android. Yeah, yeah. So I I just think eighty five just trusted and believed what ripley was saying
1: okay it's just so confusing but the the whole thing is when when he knocks him out he he knocks his ear basically off it's so i'm 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 unconvinced i'm not convinced that either way because (laughs) because at lance hendrickson's he's playing it like he's really hurt yeah you know i I don't Mm -hmm. know but it looks so fake it looks not fake it looks bad like that can't he couldn't possibly be human it's way too off right Who knows? I think it I mean, but at the end of the day, it's credited as Bishop too, so mm. he's a fucking. It's an android, and the yeah. and eighty five literally says it. You're yep. supposed to take the cue from him, so. Mm-hmm. But I still love all that stuff. I, I love how weird it is. It's such a great little yeah. weird because they're they're dead. You know, they're the real bishops dead. Anyway. Yeah, the real Bishop's
0: dead. and like I said, you know they they kill 85. again. Great hero moment sad but great death you know he 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 runs off the he runs away he jumps off that platform he's shot and then he just boom falls down dead and it's such a great ending because you know morris is the only survivor you know for a fucking fact he's dead they're fucking uh, killing him they're gonna him kill the him
1: before they get to the ship
0: i know and then you have this i really love this ending where you hear Ripley's speech, or her speech from the first movie, talking about, you know, this is Ripley signing off, last survivor of the Nostromo or whatever, and then you fucking find out that, you know, the prison is just being sold for scrap metal. You know what
1: I mean? Of course.
0: Yeah, it's just such a cold ending concerning the company. Mm. I love it. I absolutely like, you know, the end of this discussion, I absolutely love this film. I think it is, despite what Fox did to Fincher, despite the green aliens i don't care i love this movie i have a lot of fun with it and the acting is so it's shakespeare with a xenomorph it really is
1: yeah i mean i totally agree it's just it's hard for me to uh give it too much credit because okay. it's such a the second half is it's such a hot mess and um yeah. i i i don't i really don't know whether i like it or not like i think there's more it. things good than bad but at the end of the day it's just not a it's not a it's not a real movie like it's mm-hmm. just it's not successful in that way it's too fun there's just this huge hole in it of uh inconsistencies because they didn't have a script and then this ridiculous mm-hmm. hour-long chase scene but aside from all of that mm-hmm. i do highly recommend the assembly cut especially to you I, i'm gonna watch it
0: between you and night uh i'm definitely gonna give it a shot now speaking of shakespeare mike from an american werewolf in new jersey just showed up perfect timing because he is very fucking excited when he found out like you should have seen him we recently what was it thursday night you know shameless plug american werewolf in new jersey great youtube channel great podcast i've been on it five times maybe last thursday we discussed brian de palma's carry great conversation a lot of fun and at the end of that he allowed me to, to plug The podcast, and I told him we're talking Alien 3, and you should have seen his fucking Joker Cheshire Cat smile. He literally raised his arms in the air when he found out we were discussing Stone Cold. Now, this is a first-time watch for me. You have been wanting to get this movie somehow thrown onto the show ever since we were gonna do like our Lance Henriksen theme. Now, before I talk about how much I either liked or disliked this movie why did you lobby to get this show on so hard or get this movie talked about on the show for for so long and so hard
1: oh it's easy i've said a thousand times this is lance hendrickson's and i i think it's his maybe not best performance it's it's his most successful character in that he most like to me most impressive because i'll explain later i can explain okay. in one sentence why this is the greatest character lance henderson's ever done but i don't want to do that because we have to talk about it first okay so i'm very confident in that i can do it in a sentence how hardcore okay. this character is compared to all the other shitty little things that he's done and it's kind of personal to me in that craig r baxley the director mm-hmm. i'm a huge fan of him and they made this movie in my hometown and no one's ever seen it. And let me just say this about Craig Braxley, okay? I got yep, this. I, got this. I, I did some research. I
0: saw some of the things he's directed, and I, I, I remember. I, like I just it. want
1: to go out on limb here and say he's probably, like, when it comes to just, like, macho action movie bullshit, maybe, mm-hmm. like, the most underrated ever. Like, his movies, his movies are these super underappreciated, like, mainstream action films that I don't understand why weren't, like, embraced more by the general public. Mm-hmm. and all of his movies ex- this is the one movie that he made that mm-hmm. um doesn't have like a any kind of supernatural element to it mm-hmm. stone cold is just white trash its fbi agents and nazi bikers that's bikers. it yeah. like everything else has some kind of uh supernatural twang to it even yep and in the 80s his uh action jackson and uh, I come in peace with Dolph Lundgren. Yep, I was gonna say they're yeah, like I come in criminally peace. underrated, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and one more, you know, from the '90s, Storm of the Century. Oh no, no, no. Well, I was getting to that. Uh, of course, oh, okay. Storm, okay. Storm of the is, Obviously, I was gonna say that he did these. He did these action movies. He was the second unit director. Uh, he, like anyone who's ever seen Predator, we've talked about this a thousand times. The big opening action sequence in the in the 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 village. Like, he directed mm-hmm. that. That's. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, because he came from the A team and, like, he, it's just completely ridiculous. Like, all of these movies that he's made. But then he did the two Stephen King miniseries, the ones that I like, uh, Storm of the Century and Rose Red. Storm mm-hmm. of the Century. It's, but these are like. This is where we're going to get into a weird situation here, especially on this show. If we talk about Stephen King miniseries, which is like a passion right. of mine, I know. It, it turns into this boar fest because even stephen king fans don't mm-hmm. watch these movies or mm-hmm. appreciate how great they are and you know you said you like storm of century but everyone says that you yeah. know what i mean right. it's like it's just so it's just so it's unfortunate to me that no one watches these mm-hmm. movies especially storm of century and like you know they'll go you'll go see um dr sleep right for mm-hmm. fun yeah. and jerk off to that but won't give rose red a chance what's the difference
0: yeah we and me and rachel we watched rose red probably a handful of months ago it was still we still enjoyed it it's a, know, and it's fucking long and we
1: watched it you know it's a shock fest yeah it's a schlock fest i think it's anytime you're talking to stephen king fans about the miniseries they take it super seriously like mm-hmm. you're comparing them to other stephen king movies that's not what they are like right. so, and, and honestly if you boil it down Doctor Sleep is just a hundred million dollar version of of a rose red. It's it's schlock with mm-hmm. a budget. But people right. can't distinguish those things. It's like mm-hmm. I don't understand. So this guy is crazy awesome, and Stone Cold has my favorite character ever of Lance Erickson. That's it. That's the only reason I and I okay. can't believe you've never seen it before. I never I had never even heard of it <clears throat> until you had told me about it. I,
0: I I had heard of Brian Bosworth. I knew of him as the Boz, but I did not watch college football. I did not watch. I don't know if he was in the NFL or not, but I didn't watch the NFL. But I didn't know who the fuck he was other than the fact that he had a nickname. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know anything about this film until you 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 really wanted to get this on the show. So I sat down. I and Out of all the thousands of movies on my buddy's voodoo account that I don't have access to, or that I do have access to, this wasn't on it. But I was able to find it free on YouTube. Yes. And you yourself checked it out, and you said that was an awesome copy yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, So I sat down, and I watched this, and I texted you. I know you're – this is pretty much the only night when you – a week you stay up late. So I texted you. I'm like, I know it's bedtime for Alex. Yeah. But I had to tell you that I'm watching. You said you were super excited. And, uh, motherfucker, I love this movie. <laughs> oh, my – Fucking God from the very beginning, which is basically the opening of Cobra, when he's taking care of the guys in the in the the grocery store. It is so much fun. And it sets the tone because I went in blind. You asked me not to watch the trailer, not to read up on any of it. It set the tone perfectly. And it doesn't stop. No. You have all these like we'll get into them. So many over the top characters, so many over the top scenes. The motherfucker has, like, a, a kimono dragon as a pet or whatever it is. Yes. Jesus Christ. He opens the door to his supervisor and nothing but, like, you know, a fucking, you know, banana hammock and whatever hooker he's got in his bed. You know, and he just tells you to go take a shower. This movie's amazing. I don't know who the boss was or is, but he is he's
1: fucking great in this movie. No, I don't know either. I just know he's a football player, honestly. And, uh... God. First off, let's let's we'll, we'll save Lance for
0: for for down the road. First off, as much as I love Lance in this, and if, if and no one knows, you know, no one like me had heard of Stone Cold. Basically, he's a he's a cop who goes undercover with this, um, I guess you would say, Nazi biker gang, and he I, he's trying to take down Lance Hendrickson. I think that's yeah. like the basic basic plot.
1: Them and okay. the mob are, are working together.
0: Okay, that's what it is. And the star of this film is not Lance Henriksen. It is not the boss. It's William Forsyth as Ike. <laughs> and first off, I said this to, to Mike redneck when I was caveman. on American.
1: He's Redneck yeah. Caveman.
0: When uh, I was on his show, I said, you know, I will, I won't, if you say it's not true, I won't fucking believe you. Rob Zombie is a fan of this movie because Diamond Dallas Page in The Devil's Rejects is... William Forsythe in this movie, if you look at it. They look almost exact. The only difference is maybe Diamond Dallas Page hasn't showered in two months and William showered like a month ago. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. The same attitude, the same look, the hair, the goatee. William is amazing in this. And when I found out that him and Lance basically ad-libbed everything they say in this movie, it makes it more fun. It's like Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice. It makes you appreciate he performances that much more. Like he's like, what would he what, the first time he saw the boss? He looks at him he's like, what you're like a grown-up bam bam? And then it never triggered until I looked at boss again. He's like, Yeah, that yeah, all he needs is like the fucking long cloth and like the club. He looks like that made me appreciate this man so much more. And Williams always over the top, whether it's this, devil's rejects, or goofy shit like Raising Arizona or Deuce Bigelow male gigolo you know what I mean where he's talking about how thin his dick is yeah he is so over the top but in this you buy how dangerous and scary he is he's like the sheriff in Delos Rejects if he was like he would say a white trash biker and he's amazing every time this man is on screen my eyes are on screen and like I said phones are down you know I'm watching it but I would not get up to go to the bathroom. I want to pause I wouldn't go up to get a drink. If he's on T- if he's on my TV, I'm watching until they cut away from. Him. Yeah, and- he's so good and so charismatic, so dangerous, so scary,
1: and so fun. We've talked about him a lot, and I, I, I don't know if I should say it repeated again, but I guess I will. I'll say, I think he's even better than even even in this movie in Out for Justice with Steven Seagal. As Richie, okay, this, he's insane. Uh, like, just he's the head of this like a small gang, and he just kills people randomly, and he's a psycho. Okay, he is actually scary in that movie. I mean, that scared me as a kid. That character, Richie. Okay, and this one it's so over the top that, mm-hmm. and plus, like, you know, they made a bunch of this here, and I'm just used to these people. I guess <laughs> like these are a little bit exaggerated, but not much. Okay, all these we, people. We, we, we,
0: we kind of have a biker town
1: here. So I get it. It's not as over the top as
0: as it is in fucking Stone Cold. But we yeah. have a biker bar here. We have guys riding the bikes all the time, revving up. Well, we have a motorcycle club chapter here in, in where I live.
1: You know, what um, I like yeah. him about in this movie, though, honestly, is that in this film, he's the most cliché character in in action mm. movie history. Like, yeah. even more than Brian Bo- Like, Brian Bosworth in this movie is a cop from like mobile alabama Mm -hmm. and the fbi from mississippi recruits him to take down a biker gang because mcmurray of all people oh yeah he's great because the but follow this logic right okay they recruit him because the boss has taken down more biker gangs Mm -hmm. members than anyone else on the gulf coast so how does that make sense they recruit him (laughs) to go undercover with biker gangs he's a fucking seven foot tall blonde muscle dummy like they would (laughs) it doesn't make any sense so this movie right out Uh the gate that's like the opening scene like Mm -hmm. it's telling you don't take this too seriously but uh william Forsythe's character in this movie is the most cliche he how many movies have we seen where the head bad guy mobster doesn't matter has the sidekick mm-hmm. is number two who's telling yep. him on hands and knees the entire movie that this guy's a cop right yep. that's yep. every scene in this movie it's so it exaggerated is. the last time i watched it i was like this is hilarious they did this on uh-huh. purpose every scene in this movie is him trying to tell chains that this guy's a cop <laughs>
0: If- I, I love how their names are Ice and Chains. Yeah.
1: You know
0: what I mean? It's oh my so God. fun. But yeah, you, William Forsythe, like I said, if you're a fan of his, and you, like even if you hate, air quotes, dumb movies like this, you know, air quotes because I don't think this is a dumb movie. A lot of people are going to see, oh, Brian Bosworth, Biker Gangs. It sucks. Watch it for him because
1: you will have a blast with how, about- how much he – use up the fucking scenery how about that opening the opening scene on the beach where he's shooting the cans off the biker
0: <laughs> the dude from terminator 2 yeah oh, that's my shit yeah. yeah it's the biker i need your clothes your boots and your motorcycle
1: unbelievable uh there's a yeah there's a lot of weird uh little character actors in this but that one yeah you're totally right
0: introduction when they're literally putting beer bo- beer cans on their body and having the other person shoot them off and was it william like puts it either i don't know if he puts it on his chin or his mouth or he just puts it on top top of his his head head. yeah okay and then that i don't think that gets shot off but then you know he has you know t2 biker no he does he
1: he knocks it off and then when it's his turn he puts away his pistol and he pulls out an uzi (laughs)
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah and you know what everyone's cheering because it's tuesday that's what they do (laughs) you know what i mean And like i said if you didn't buy it from the grocery store scene and oh, man, you know, yeah. I
1: forgot about the grocery store scene, though. That's the... Be
0: the because I love how Boz, you know, he gives his, you know, clean up on aisle four line. You know, it's great. Yeah. It's so much fun. And, um...
1: Well, the, oh the, this movie, it, it's relentless with the action and the, yeah, so we gotta talk about the action. You sure. got tits, you got action, you got death and people and it just doesn't stop. This is what you, this is what people pay to see when they want to go see a schlocky action movie. You what? want to get your bonus yeah. worth. Craig Baxley always delivers, like, and some. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to talk about it right now. But this ties into the ending, which is to me, this is why this is Lance Anderson's best movie because the the real ending of the film is one of the most hardcore epic things I've ever seen, and that's all him. Like, yeah. I have to touch on Lance Henriksen because in in him playing chains in this movie, it I've mm-hmm. never seen an actor take more um, pleasure in not having to do anything for I know for ninety five percent of a film he yeah he just, he's
0: just sitting down
1: he doesn't do anything. But I was saying in the Alien Three thing, even in this movie, if you're not paying attention, he is still giving it all with facial expressions. That laugh. His laugh, he's got a hundred in this movie alone, he has a hundred, you can count them, slightly different variances on evil grin, like shit eating grin, when he's giving shit to 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 Stone. Um and that's it's super impressive to me because he knows this movie is just a joke, right? It's a it's a it's a fun, stupid, don't take it too seriously, and he's just living it up in this movie. Mm -hmm. But the thing that makes it exceptional Lance Hendrickson and this film is that the mm-hmm. last five percent of this movie goes mm-hmm. off the movie goes off the rails in the grocery store scene. It goes yeah. off rails that you didn't know existed into a different stratosphere of, of action. I know. And he, he I know that he didn't read the script, you know. Right. His agent just said, Oh, just read the last page. That's where that's where you come in at the end. And he's like, yeah. Fuck yeah, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh put it to that together off my <laughs> chest.
0: No, that's great because, like I said, there's no format. where whatever we want to talk about. We want to talk about, but um, you brought it up—the action in this. Like, we'll get to the, the the last part of the movie that you want to talk about, where Lance just is a fucking a nutcase. Like, if you didn't think he was crazy now, like he's already holding down like, you know, people's hands into like the spinning back tire of a motorcycle and, and shooting people, like putting them in coffins and then blowing them away. Well, the hand like
1: guy, I—that's I, he's like Chris Elliott. You know, cabin boy. Mm-hmm. He's like a redneck cabin boy. That's who I Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But um
0: the action is holy shit. Without talking about the helicopter scene yet, just the the fights are great. I love when Boz is beating up that dude on on the, the beach to try to show he's worthy of the biker gang. Again, the over the top bullshit that's in the grocery store that happens. But the chase scene between Forsyth and bosworth on the motorcycle is fucking nuts it is in your face it is over the top it is well fucking shot and i love how foresight dies how he dies it's out of nowhere because that's realistic if you think about it as fast as those motherfuckers are going on this on these on these these uh bikes you know you take your eyes off the road one second Boom, you're going to run into a fucking car. And that's what happens. So I'm like, that's going to happen. But I also love before that happens, how over the top, it's like when they're driving in the tunnel, Boz is on, on the right-hand side. And you have a car. Yeah. And then he has a foresight. And he, like, stabs the driver in the car just so the driver will react and, like, run yeah. into the it's
1: an, it's an old black man. He, like, slices his arm with a knife and laughs.
0: Yeah, because I didn't know what he did. I thought he punched him. But then you see, like, there's blood all over his arm <laughs> as he's fucking driving the car. It's amazing, uh, and then I love how I love how when he you know he's taken out, he literally he's not paying attention, runs into a car, fantastic explosion. And what I love about this movie is everyone, whether they're shot, car accident, knee in the face, punched, they fly backwards 15 fucking feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's- and he you know, he he's down there, he's laying, he's all crispy, and he says, "Fuck you, cop." But what's great is. Remember how we talked about masks and that biker funeral, how it's all sad Rockies, you know, in the background, he says, I don't want to be with, I, I'm always with red now. That's why I didn't do it with the funeral. You know, I had the one guy drunk shooting pistol, shooting his pistol in the air and then they're lowering the bike into the grave as like taps plays or something like that. Yeah. So that's my only air quotes experience to a biker funeral, I guess you would say. And like I said, we, we have, we have a chapter here in our town and one of my good friends was married to a biker. She says that's realistic. But in this one, what do they do? <laughs> they get Viking ISIS corpse and they put him on his bike on the top of a huge fucking funeral pyre
1: and light his ass on fire.
0: It's amazing.
1: It's disturbing to me. It Well, it is. It's, it's disturbing. Like, it's funny, especially but it's like it's so bizarre. That. What do you call it? Who
0: the person who gives like that last speech at a funeral? Um, not the The eulogy. The eulogy. Thank you, producer Rachel. Gets her points for the night. When when Lance Henriksen gives his eulogy. Holy shit! This is so they're having they're having a party while they're burning a fucking corpse. You know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't you know Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi and you got Luke you know trying to hold back the tears. No, they're partying. As there's roasting flesh happening
1: to five feet. Them. It's oh, so bizarre God. the way he, like, kisses them or something and puts the cigar in his mouth. He's, yeah. just, he's just dead sitting there. It's,
0: it's amazing. I fucking love it.
1: But somebody has to, you know, an hour later, once the body starts falling apart into the pile, they have to, like, shovel that stuff into a pile and keep putting. Who's cleaning them up? Well, they, they have to keep feeding the fire. It's going to take hours. That, because William Forsyth is fat in this movie. That's true. So it's gonna take at least three or four hours to get it down to little remnants. Mm -hmm. They don't show that part though. Luckily.
0: (laughs) But I mean, there's so many good moments in this movie. God, I don't want to ruin them all for anyone listening or watching who hasn't seen it. But the, the
1: well, start with the the William Forsythe the opening of the film, like which sets up, um, the whole point, the the plot, if you can call it that uh the reason mm-hmm. like the biker gang is so upset is because one of their members got caught is going to prison for 45 years and the district attorney is trying to this is another thing that like, doesn't make any sense like it's it's supposed it to helps. be a signal to like not care like too much he's trying mm-hmm. to overturn the the life sentence for a death sentence which is that's mm-hmm. not a thing you can't do that. Yes. Like so they're uh, like the biker gang's like no nah, fuck that we got to stop this motherfucker and the first yeah. thing they do is they kill the judge right mm-hmm. um and that that scene's just fantastic like really mm-hmm. you know the william Fortsight puts up what does he do puts a bomb in his fishing boat
0: yeah something <laughs> like
1: that and they, he's, they
0: love using fucking bombs in this movie <laughs> yes jesus christ Oh, the, Oh, well, we'll get to that. But there's always an explosion, whether it's that or whether it's the mafia who throws the grenade at, like, the little skinny dude who gets blown up and he's, yes. he's in the hospital and he... Oh, my God. Rachel was not paying attention to the movie, but she was on her iPad. And, of course, the one time when she looks up is when we had the close-up of the kids' like burnt, scarred-up face.
1: Oh, it's disgusting.
0: And uh, basically, William Forsythe is telling, like, um, the kid's old lady to fuck him right there in the hospital, all burnt up and nasty.
1: Yeah, uh, well, Lance Henderson's telling him... He's like, he grabbed one of the chicks. He's like, she's going to marry you. She's yeah. going to take care of you. Don't worry about that. And they're like, they're putting Domino's pizzas on his body and they're acting like it's no big deal. And he's yeah. got this ridiculous, like, he almost looks like Howard the Duck. Like, that's what the first, that's my first reaction. Howard the Duck, but then like the Joker. Yeah. And the part of the charm for me, just personally, is that that's a River Hospital. That's right down. That's a that's a you know a few miles from here. I've grown up yeah, going. Yeah,
0: you said this was this was filmed like where and, you're where you And they oh, show right. them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's so great about this movie when it when they make something like close to you, like the the big action chase at the end. They're in downtown Mobile. They go through the tunnel. Then they're in like Long Beach, Mississippi. It comes out mm-hmm. of the tunnel in Long Beach, which is a hundred miles away. Then now they're in Biloxi, and now they're in Arkansas. But all the little spots in between it's so funny yeah. recognizing these things i'm like oh mm-hmm. that's i know these places and cool. the hospital scenes like that's really weird because that's the big hospital really close to here that i've grown up going to and just to see like okay. lance hendrickson and william forsyth really walking that's the that's not a set like yeah. they're really in there mm-hmm. it's just something special about that but it doesn't matter because no one's ever seen this movie like normal people
0: oh it, it, my god it's so much fucking fun and like I said, they, they have all the, you know, I don't want to say cookie cutter scenes, you know what I mean? But they have all the scenes. Like you have the scene where he's got to prove that he is part of the gang. So he has to kill an undercover cop, but you know, he's in on it because the undercover cops wear a vest and this and that. So you have all those scenes mm. and it's, it's all fun. But then at the end, Oh Jesus fucking Christ. Like I said, they like bombs. They strap dynamite to Boz's chest when he's in the helicopter lance henderson gets himself a haircut he shaves off the little devil beard and mustache and he dresses a priest Yeah, into the fucking trial yeah. with a with a fucking oozy or whatever
1: he's got yeah you can do that no you could really do that up until i'm I, way after 9 11 um so it's that's one of the things that's not preposterous like you could walk okay. into a courtroom and they're definitely not going to check the priest okay but they okay,
0: I just I didn't know that that was I just figured that was just like a 90s no.
1: cliche no not Mississippi they they were like we're really behind <laughs> on the times they didn't install wow. metal detectors till way after 9 11 so it's actually wow, a brilliant, brilliant plan what he has to do
0: Oh, <laughs> um, but but Jesus Christ this whole last 20 minutes like is like the best part of the movie now when we talk like one dark night, We said, like, the last 20 minutes were, like, the only good, fun 20 minutes. We've already had fun for, like, an hour and 10 minutes with this one. Mm -hmm. So, Boz has to get out of the helicopter with a... I don't know if there's a timer or not, but he's got dynamite strapped to his chest. He's got to get rid of that, land the helicopter safely, get in the fucking courthouse, stop Lance. while Lance is... I I think he is successful... And doing what he needs to do. Oh, at least kills someone. No, he kills okay.
1: everyone. He's okay. more than successful.
0: Okay. And then what I love is when everything's going crazy and he, like he's riding on the back of a, of a bike with someone else driving it. He's got that fucking uh, walkie talkie or whatever. He basically says, okay, everybody, you're on your fucking own now. You know what I mean? That's great. And he's so fucking amazing. Yep. And then what I love is it's not Boz who takes him out, it's Sam McMurray of all people. Sam McMurray from like the Tracy Allman show from uh, Raising Arizona, you know, married with children, you know, you see this guy and he's, oh, he's that guy that's in a comedy, you know, every 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's amazing. I love him too because he's this germaphobe sprinkled out here. Yeah, His joke is funny. I love when he's trying to be a biker with Boz when they're in the beginning when they're going into the biker bar. He just looks so uncomfortable and stupid but you buy it because Sam McMurray's awesome. Uh Jason Goes to Hell reference. Sam McMurray's partner is Richard Gant, who is the corner who eats the heart. Yep. So I was happy seeing that. From beginning to end. Like, I don't know if there's anything specific you wanted to say about the ending. I think there was.
1: Yeah, you wanted definitely. to build up to? Oh, I don't know time. what else.
0: Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this movie other than this was fucking awesome. This was fucking awesome. This was fucking
1: awesome. No, so, of course. I just don't you think we, anything... you're not doing justice to the ending. We have to well, say to... I don't have anything else more to say, so
0: let's get to the ending unless you have something else to say about No, this that.
1: is just one of the times where just explaining what happens is literally we'll do more we'll do justice to it because it's so ridiculous and in the best way possible. I, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this in a movie before. It's like and uh you were talking about the helicopter chase part at the end with the mm-hmm. bomb. There's a stunt in this movie where the helicopter pilot l- really flies, like, two feet off the ground. Like, swoops down into a crowd of people. <laughs> I don't know how that was legal. I don't know how they did that.
0: It probably wasn't legal.
1: I think... I don't know if it was real or not. Like, I, I mean, honestly, like, maybe it was a model. Because it right. can't be real. It's too insane. Right. Um, it looked fucking good, though. Like, right in front of the Capitol building. Like, yeah, it's was like a, almost a Twilight Zone the movie thing should have happened. Like, someone should have... Yeah. I can't believe that they didn't kill someone if that's real,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: so the the biker, the whole thing is, you don't know what the plan is exactly, but you know that they're trying to kill the district attorney, who's mm-hmm. this, who's the slime ball, uh, you know that Lance is trying to kill him, so he's 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 up there, he's a priest, he's in the court, he has a truckload of bikers, that they're the truck, they back the truck up to the Capitol building and they all just come out and start shooting people mm-hmm. inside the building to create chaos or whatever as a distraction so lance hendrickson he literally stands up dresses a priest he kills a few cops then mm-hmm. he takes an uzi and he kills the entire supreme court of mississippi mm-hmm. he doesn't like get a couple of them he executes the entire supreme court justices <laughs> on film like robocop style yeah then after that you're like okay well, that's insane they taught they go even further he's already killed all these cops and like and like army soldiers and crates and he just killed the whole supreme court then we he pans it pans over to the attorney the attorney general or whatever it's supposed to be and he's trying to sneak Mm -hmm. out and he's like where do you think you're going not only does he kill him too but he gives this epic historical line of dialogue whatever you want to call it you know what i'm talking about right when he explains Mm -hmm. about his dad's last words too and it's just this whole thing is lance henderson in his element getting to getting to really show his chops because yeah in that moment he's like the joker or something from batman but it's over the top he he has yeah. he has this look on his face when he's pointing the gun at the attorney general and he's like he's quoting his dad saying his last words were stop son the gun's loaded <laughs> and it's like that's supposed to be funny but it's not even funny to me it's so fucking disturbing it is. And then he executes it's him.
0: Funny,
1: it's funny having a conversation about it, but when you watch it, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, and then he gets on the walkie-talkie to, his, to the other bikers. He's like, they're all dead. Now just go to, like, everyone just escape. You're on your own. And he's yeah, riding off, good. like, he doesn't know the boss is going to show up, but you know he's going to have to. Yeah. Um, That, what I was alluding to earlier, is why he's this character. I think it's the best thing he's ever done. Just for this alone yeah you know yeah i I, how can you top that
0: like you you have the uh you've uploaded to the new channel you know our uh lean on me video and you asked in the in the comments you know what's your favorite morgan freeman performance and i said lean on me was mine and that was the first time i'd ever watched a movie that you had recommended that i'd never seen this is the first time i've ever watched stone cold based on your recommendation this is my favorite lance Henriksen performance it's so fucking good. now, And he's been in a lot of good movies, a lot of schlock, like Pumpkinhead. He's fucking awesome in Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Okay. He's great as Bishop. He's fine in Piranha 2 and Alien vs. Predator because he lands fucking Hendrickson. You know, he does a voiceover in Monster Brawl. I don't know if you ever watched that. I, I was on your butt like when you do your little shitty Halloween movie marathons.
1: I don't think I saw that one.
0: Okay, he's ba- it's basically monsters fight each other like a vampire fights a witch type of right, thing, like right. a battle to the death. He is the voiceover. He's like Shao Kahn who says, Finish it, fatality. That's all he fucking does. Fantastic event. I am so happy that we were finally able to get a discussion about this movie on this show. Dude, you're like three for three. Would lean on me. Someone up there likes me. Someone, is it someone or somebody? Somebody. I don't, know. I don't remember. Upset Just think like about
1: like it's a song, like it, it's literally a, a pop song too. It, it couldn't be someone that that doesn't Probably. roll off the lips, right? You know, it's it's musical. Somebody,
0: and then Stone Cold. Uh, of those three, I think this is my favorite because it's, I mean, the way it is. I mean, I loved the other two. Lean on me, especially, but that that is a completely fucking different movie than this. This one definitely has the fun factor in it. So I will say, Frenzy, thank you for finally getting me to watch this. I had so much fun.
1: Buckets of fun. It's overflowing yeah. with fun.
0: It really is. Um, I don't know what else to say um, other than that. If you got anything else to say about this movie, we'll go ahead and close it up.
1: Yeah, well, my streak is going to come to an end. In- I'm assuming my streak's going to come to an end next week because there's no way that's that's good. Like, we're fucked. <laughs> next week, we're fucked. I don't remember the order, but yeah, we'll
0: do before we do our little close up. Let's say what we're doing next week. If I get the order right from what I've sent you in the text,
1: yeah, you okay. know what
0: it is, right? Okay, I'm talking about. um, So, next week, it's going to be October. So, anyone in the chat, if you like horror, like I know Night Watch is there, American Werewolf, New Jersey, Bronco was there for a little bit, Patrick, you're still there. My choices are all going to be horror, Frenzy, everything you picked is horror. To my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess my last one could be considered horror, but we'll get to that when we get to that because t- the timing of that one was perfect. But next week, October, I picked Return of the Living Dead.
1: And your choice was, Frenzy? Uh, you remember? Yeah, The Resurrected. And that's there's, the Chris Sarandon movie, there's, right? There's no there's no secrets not with this this is it's literally i think it's dan o'bannon's follow-up to return of the living dead i've never seen it i've never even heard of it okay so that's the reason yeah it's a chris sarandon horror movie you've um, never seen it i'm assuming it's going to be absolutely terrible <laughs> it but looks, you've never seen it the, the, no i've never even heard of it okay you know what i'm saying
0: i've never i've never heard of it until recently like scream factor released it on
1: blu-ray oh so. okay I didn't even know it had a release like that. Good. So, doesn't mean
0: it's a good movie, but I'm very interested in that, and I'm at least excited for yeah. the Living Dead.
1: Watch it turns so out to be I'll amazing.
0: Be yeah. Hey, you you never fucking know. But um, I had a fun night tonight, Frenzy. Great conversation. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Um, Producer Rachel, thank you for talking about whatever it was you chimed in about. Like, Yep, she said the word eulogy, eulogy. which is what I needed. So, oh, and I will say this, speaking of producer Rachel, Frenzy has no idea, but I already have November planned and uh, producer Rachel will be involved. Jesus. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But again, thank you to everybody watching, listening, participating in the chat, like and subscribe, all that crap. Tell people about the new channel because Frenzy has been kicking fucking ass uploading recent videos, old videos. Just go to twobeardedlosers.com. He's got playlists for either... You know well you have one called short rounds which is basically us just bullshitting off camera or off the live stream and what you think is interesting and then we have the actual movie discussions we're almost at 50 subs uh like i said man you've been doing a very good fucking job pumping out the content i'm glad you just re-uploaded the uh our top five john carpenter films it's one of my favorite things
1: we've ever done yeah but with that it's halloween it's it's fall now the first day of fall was the other day Mm -hmm. and it's like down here that doesn't happen like when it's when it's the first day of fall it's still 100 degrees i went outside it was like spooky and chilly very excited Mm -hmm. it's time to get spooky that's why john carpenter sorry to interrupt you yeah yeah.
0: no that's fine all i was just saying you know i'm eric that's frenzy you got anything else to say frenzy
1: nope i'm good All
0: all right fuck it we'll see you in the next one Loved it. I was just I was just keeping it I just I wouldn't keep it out a secret I just wasn't bringing it up because of how I wanted you to introduce it kind of because of your excitement you know I wanted to wait until we got that's all it was it wasn't keeping it secret no